Welcome to episode 141 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Nick Gunning. And I'm Eric Mickles. Ooh, you threw me off. Oh, yeah, normally I say my name. Send it over to me Sorry. quicker. I like it. That's okay. Yeah. I like it. Keep me on my toes. Yeah. Now I know we're going to have a good episode. Nice. Come here, let me slap you across the face so you get energized. No! Ow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you feel better, though? No. Come on. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, it's no... What has that ever worked? Oh, I that, had a whole thing. That, that you want. Okay, that I what? That I what? That when does it ever work? You slap somebody in the face and like, yeah, you're it's right. bracing. You're like, whoo, okay, I'm woken up. I'm yeah. ready. Okay. Get me on that samba floor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's uh, no mystery what we're uh, going to be talking uh, about today. See, I was going to do that earlier. What is you interrupted it? me. It's the Edgar Awards. Ooh. They've been announced. The winners yeah. are here. Yeah. And we're going to tell you all about and them. I stumbled upon something pretty great. Oh, my and gosh. By all means, please. No, I can't share it until we do the Edgar Awards. Oh, okay. But this is a little bit of mystery. Oh. A little mystery sizzle. Ooh, Jacques. What? I accuse you what of having mean? a great mystery. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk book news then. All right. No, bookmark. Okay. Yeah, let's do something different. Start <laughs> with what we've been reading. Uh, I had a busy, productive week. I was sick one day. Uh, yeah, and I spent most of it just like... You didn't come uh, to work that day. Right, on a couch, just like reading a book. So I, I got quite a few done <laughs> here. Uh, I read The Female Persuasion by uh-huh. Meg Wolzer, I want to say. Right. This was one of the ones... We covered this on the uh, most Podcast. anticipated books of 2018, yeah. books to look out for. It was on. It was one of the ones that was on almost every list. Uh, and I enjoyed it, but okay. I wasn't... Like, I wanted it to really like blow me away. I wanted it to be like, oh, you've got to read this book. Right. And I don't feel that way. So I don't know when it, when a book has that much like steam, like leading up to the release, it, it makes me feel like did I miss something? So if you've read the Female Persuasion, uh, please tell me what you think of it. Tell me if I did in fact miss something, and it is an amazing book. Right. I don't want to have another uh, Underground Railroad on my hands where I'm the only one who doesn't like it. Oh, okay. So, I thought you're. And honestly, I did like it. It just wasn't. You know, it didn't blow me away. That's okay. it. My socks are still on. That's yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I read that. <laughs> I finished The Midnight what? House Hold by on. Alex Mm-mm. Berenson. <laughs> what was that laugh? I don't know. It was just that a little... mis- mischievous little elf laugh you just mm. did. No. <laughs> You're never going to get it back. All I'm right. just going to have to record and make it my ringtone from now on. Okay. Every time you call, I'll be like, hmm. Sure. <laughs> Allow all of our listeners to do that. <laughs> okay. I finished The Midnight House by Alex Berenson, mm-hmm. who, as you recall, yep. coming here June 2nd. He is. So you've got plenty of time to catch up. Uh, his current bestsellers, right down there, right now, The Prisoner, I think it's called, yeah. the latest of the uh, John Wells series. I didn't like this as much as I liked The Faithful Spy, mm. but I like the writing. You know, he's right. he's a good writer. So, yeah, uh, I I broke my like. This is the longest I think in my life that I've gone without reading like a graphic novel or a comic book or something. Is that true? Yeah, and I finally read Star like Trek Boldly Go. No, it's been like a month. Oh. Boldly Go? What is that? Uh, it's There was the old IDW series has 13 yep. volumes, which we have in the collection. Don't I know it. Eric wanted them. And so yeah, I, just I, said, I kept making more Star Trek comics. Yeah, so I said, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of relaunched after Beyond. So this picks up right after Star Trek Beyond. And I really liked Ooh. it. I was very impressed with it. Okay. Uh, so I read that. Did they explain anything about Chekhov? No. Is he there? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. And then I, I got one more poetry. We're recording on the final day of National Poetry Month. Yeah. See you later, Poetry yeah. Month. Goodbye. Yeah. So I read a, a small collection, a chat book called Becoming Mother, Becoming Other uh-huh. by a good friend of mine, Caitlin Woolsey, mm-hmm. with uh, paintings by a mutual friend of ours, 
Kaylin Butine, who played Cinderella when you played the coachman. Yes. In a 2011 production of Cinderella. <laughs> yes. I was a mouse so this turned was, a man. Yes. This was uh, about motherhood, mm-hmm. but I still related as like from parenthood. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I have a son. I don't a know TV if you're aware, show. but parenthood. The movie, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I'm currently reading. Oh, no. I did one more. I finished Time Trap by David Dvorkin. I, I read Captain's Honor a few weeks ago, yeah. as you'll recall, and really liked it. Another okay. one of his Star Trek books. And I sent him an email and said, hey, we really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we got the chatting. And long story short, he's going to be on the podcast. Nice. Maybe next week, maybe two weeks from now. Yeah. So I finished that one. And I started his short story collection, Earthmen and Other Aliens. Oh, and I liked, what are we? I know. Yeah. And I liked the, uh, I liked the first story in it. I've been trying to build a better time trap for years. Have you? I just want to make it big. Can't do it. Yeah. No? Can't build a better time trap. You sure can't. Uh, that's it for me. What about a humane time trap? Like a time trap that doesn't cut the yeah. head off of you, the mouse. Right. And then you release the time traveling mouse yeah. <laughs> into 1960s London. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be, that'd be so cool. I know. So yeah. I wish I could do Cockney accents because yeah. we could do a whole bit about him just being we like... We sure could. But like it's, a New Yorker mouse. Be like, hey, what's going on here? I'm from the present day. Speaking of bits. No, now you're the... No, you're the Cockney Mouse. Uh, all the books, Twitter, uh, you, you, as a Cockney all the, Mouse. All the books, Twitter followers. Uh, last week we were we were going back and forth about how Stephen King blurbs everything. Yes, that's and then true. as if he was listening, yeah. he says, "Want a great who done it? Anthony Horowitz has one for you. Anthony. Magpie Murders. It's as good as an Agatha Christie. Better in some ways. Cleverer. Yeah. And so, he's right there. He's Stephen King. There it is, Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> he blurbed a book like yeah. no sooner than we finished yep. recording he yep. blurbed this book yep. and another fun fact uh-huh. uh anthony horowitz uh-huh. author of trigger mortis yeah which in the early yeah. days of the all the book show we constantly made fun of that name it's so it all name. comes yeah. james bond and trigger full mortis. circle <laughs> trigger mortis yeah <laughs> i hated it then i hate it now yeah but stephen king says magpie murders is better than agatha christie yeah. and i'm so, stephen king and i'm stephen king <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa whoa watch it i got a beverage here yeah <laughs> So that, that's a good time to point out that if you're not following us on Twitter, mm-hmm. you're missing that kind of stuff. Right. So you can find us at All the Book Show on Twitter. You can find mm-hmm. us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud.com slash All the Books mm-hmm. where you can comment. Uh, we can respond there as we frequently do. Uh, one of our regular listeners, Claudia, cracked up last week because of our, I, I think it was our, our bits with the Veronica last Roth Matt. book, yeah. which I honestly I now still cannot remember the name of that book. Last Matt. No, I know that's the character. Last to die, last yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, carve the mark. That's carve right. the mark was the first one. That's right. So, so many ways to communicate with your pals here at yeah. All the Books. So, do all of those and like us and rate us and share us. Get on iTunes. Yeah. Write a little review. Yeah. Make say something we'll about our headshot. We'll, we'll, we'll put our headshots up and you can like and rate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> Wait, which one's good? Uh, I don't know. The opposite of what they do for you, I guess. You suck. <laughs> no, you, you've got plenty to offer. Thanks. Um, I think we're on your bookmark now. Yeah, what are I you guess. Been now that now we're have done you... doing a bachelor uh, yeah. auction here. Now, if I'm remembering right, you're exclusively reading things that Stephen King blurbs. blurbs yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I've just been reading some really bad comics lately. Oh, okay. Is that a bummer? It's a bummer. It's kind yeah. of a bummer. It's boring. Hey, well, that's because I did. I just gave. I just turned it off. I. I deleted from my Goodreads. Sorry, Expanse number three. Uh, I'm free. Eric's a slave to our Twitter poll. Yeah. Again, all the books show on Twitter. Why aren't you following us? It's weird. Um, You like us. Obviously, you're listening. Just go follow us on Twitter. I read X-Factor volume 12, Scar Tissue. It's been a long time 
since I've read Peter David's X Factor mm. series. Uh, this, oh wow, this was in 2011. I read the the Essential X Factor like back oh, when it yeah, first those started. Are, these are the ones that came out of the uh, Madrix miniseries. So I've been reading this series since before I I've known you. Let me tell you that you're wow. You have yeah. a long standing relationship with the X Factor. I just it's just I take like long breaks from this, and I only just got the Unlimited. Yeah, and I only just got up to the point where I was like my X Men reading was even with X Factor now. You know what? It's uh-huh. kind of like you're reading for both of us now because you're only reading comic books and yeah. I've like gone off comic books. Yeah. So you probably are just picking up my slack. Yeah. I'm reading for so, two. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And I read some secret Avengers Ooh, so far. Sh- 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 no, no, it's a secret. Oh, okay. Don't tell. All right. Okay. And then I read another bad Wolverine. This one's called Wolverine rot. Mm-hmm. If that's Billy Bob Thornton as Wolverine. Yeah. Is that right. Okay. Yeah. If you thought, uh, if you thought it would be cool, yeah, to watch, I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> if you thought it was going to be cool to watch Wolverine fight a bunch of brain monsters, no, I didn't think that would be cool. No, I maybe you I'm like literal brains yeah. with arms and legs. Krang fighting. No, no, not Krang in a robot body. Krang just just Shredder. If your brain had brain legs and arms, Ow. and they fought Wolverine, well, Krang had little little arms, bigger, longer, bigger, yeah, like, okay, taller than Wolverine, okay. Wow. And, but also at the same time, they're just made out of brain stuff, and Wolverine is made out of animandium. That's so gross. Yeah, it was a gross book. I don't hey, know why I don't I think it. brains really hold together. <laughs> I think they just kind of like blur. I don't know. I'm not Dr. Rock. It's like if you take a jello mold out of the fridge mm-hmm. a little too soon. Yeah. Oh. Brain. <laughs> gross. Brain. Anyway, um, I figured out which one I'm going, which book I'm going to read next. It's called The Sleeping Dragon. This is Guardians of the Flame number one. Huh? What? Guardians of Flame number one. Let okay. me let me tell you about this. Um, this was first published in 1983. Uh, it <laughs> Captives of Sorcery. It began as just another evening of fantasy gaming with James, Carl, Andrea, and the rest ready to assume their various roles as wizard, cleric, warrior, or thief. Mm. But sorceress game master professor Dayton had something else planned for this unsuspecting group of college students. And the game soon became a matter of life and death as the seven adventurers found themselves transported to an alternate world and into the bodies of the actual characters they have been pretending to be. Cast into a land where magic works all too well. Dragons were fire-breathing menace, and only those quick enough with a sword or their wits survived. The young gamers faced terrible tasks, for the only way they would ever see Earth again was if they could find the legendary Gates Between Worlds, a place guarded by the most terrifying and deadly enemy of all, the Sleeping Dragon. Wow. Uh, full disclosure, uh-huh. I drifted while you were saying that. Uh-huh. I snapped back into it, <laughs> okay. and then there was still two minutes of that synopsis okay. left. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so I have like four of these at home. Yeah. And you're going to you're gonna do it. I'm going to read the first one. Where did you get these books? Uh, the the first one, I believe, is in the Appendix, appendix N of Dungeons & Dragons, where it, like, it, oh, lists, it lists inspirations. Yeah. Okay. So, well, someone has to be reading those books. Why I not you? I got these at uh, oh, Chamblin Book Mine in Jacksonville, Florida. Do you think that we could get Justin Whalen, star of the Dungeons & Dragons movie, and Lois and Clark as Jimmy Olsen no. on the podcast. Do you want to get him on? No. We could. No. Whatever. Look, I haven't even watched that Dungeons & Dragons movie. Wow. And you call it's, yourself a fan. It's not to be watched. You call yourself a no. fan. No. Ridiculous. No. Um, that it, You're long-winded. I'm going to click that chair as much as I want. <laughs> People at home like it. Uh, this reminded me of... The Fates Divide. Okay. That's the Veronica Roth book. 
Bates divide. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for bringing that back. Um, did you see recently George R.R. R. Martin has come out saying the winds of winter not coming out in 2018 after all? That's funny. Did you hear that? No. Well, it's true. Well, there you go. The last book in that series came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be at least an eight-year wait in between. Yeah. The last time a franchise took that long for the next volume, we've got The Phantom Menace. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but uh-huh. I feel for these bros. Do you? Yeah. And ladies. Yeah. So that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to follow a story like that? And then the TV show has just Yeah, I guess you're just going to watch the TV this show. This whole time. So. Yeah. It's, it's like ending, right? Isn't it going to end? Yeah, next thing is the last... Next, so last time I mean, is it gonna like come out before the even the book? It's crazy. Yeah, what he's doing? I don't know. Okay, writing prequels, right? Isn't that his thing? I don't know. It's like putting like prequels out. Robert Jordan did that. Manning my, a one man. My house. wife was not happy about Robert Jordan going back and writing prequels before finishing it. But then Brandon Sanderson took over the series, and she was much happier. So Brandon Sanderson. That's what I said. You said Sanderson. No, I didn't. Okay. Play the, the tape. Roger, bear it out. The tape back, oh, Roger. Please. No, Roger. Not that tape. Oh, jeez. He taped wow. my hand to the desk. <laughs> well, like, normally I'm. And he right. took my watch. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Look, either whatever that watch says, you don't got a lot of time left, Roger. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> so, Roger's our senior intern. Mm-hmm. He's he's great. Yeah. We have to write honestly on his reports. At this point, I'm uh-huh. kind of more interested to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, you know, it was I used to be like angry and like mad mm-hmm. at him, but now like yeah. I feel like we're all kind of playing roles. Yeah, we pretend like we don't like Roger. Right, he pretends like he didn't. I don't knock like me out and steal my kidney. It's <laughs> kind of a. I don't like coming to work every day and him treating this like he's Kevin McAllister and we're the the sticky bandits, the stinky bandits, <laughs> the wet bandits, the wet, the wet bandits in Home Alone One. Right, the sticky bandits in yeah. Home Alone Two. We're the wet bandits. It's just like you want to get Daniel Stern on the podcast. Every day we have he? to dodge Daniel Stern a if you're listening. Hand falling from the ceiling. Yeah. I, I still haven't healed my right I, foot after stepping on all I'm those I'm convinced jacks. that he's living in the parking garage. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But he yeah. just seems to be always there. Yeah. Either that or my car just keeps losing the air out of its tires. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You should <sighs> probably get that checked. I know I should. Oh, you're I exhausted. I should. Yeah. Just thinking about <laughs> Roger and his menacing. <laughs> I guess we already sort of moved into book news with the no new Game of Thrones. Uh, sure. There's some sweet news. That I dropped. <laughs> yeah. On everyone here. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Uh, I me, stopped at the first book. I stopped at never having, never read, having read or seen the seen show. show yeah. That's where I. Yeah. <laughs> please don't. Please don't <laughs> anticipate and repeat. Sorry. I don't like that. I found that the first book was like 800 pages, and it. I was like just in a dark, foul mood while reading that book yeah. because it was just like 500 by f- 500 pages. I'm like, wow, everybody sucks. Yeah. All these characters are bad. I don't like that. Everything's terrible. But a uh, fan favorite guest of all the books, my brother Steve, mm-hmm. is a big fan. Ah. So shout out to Steve. He likes to be called Steven. Okay. But I can't adjust. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I used to call him Stevie when he was little, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Let's talk about the books that are coming out uh, in the next couple of months. Let me just I'm consult my out. notes. Okay. I want the world to know. Boy. I got this book to show. Uh, See, the, Ben, it's easy. Yeah, just just make <laughs> us more music. Ben Lehman. God. He's he's our maestro. He creates all of our music, in case that's anybody true. doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that one. He's going to hear the awards show music coming up. Ben, that's one of his more recent oh, good, good uh, thing contributions there. Yeah. Ben. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum from mm-hmm. George R.R. R. Martin, you have yeah. Debbie McCumber, who nothing can stop her from putting out books. Yeah. And so now we have Cottage by the Sea from Debbie McCumber. And you can have this, folks, in your very own homes uh, come July, because that's when it's coming out. A seaside town helps one young woman rediscover hope and healing in a brand new novel from number one New York Times bestselling author, 
Debbie McCumber. After tragedy strikes, Annie moves into the summer cottage where her family vacationed when she was a child. Soon Annie finds herself making new friends, even developing a romance with a quiet and mysterious painter. And as she becomes part of the community, Annie learns that the surest way to heal is by making a difference in the lives of those around her. That is Cottage by the Sea from Debbie McCumber coming out in July. Go on. That's so soothing. Thank you. Uh, oh, friend of the show, Alexander McCall Smith, <laughs> has a new book coming out, The Quiet Side of Passion. This is Isabel Dalhousie, mm-hmm. number 12. I have not read these. The Quiet Side of Passion, yes. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, no, I'm just, oh, you're just thinking of the it. concept. Oh, I'm just okay. like, yes, that was oh, quite enjoyable. It was a quiet side of Thank passion. You. My wife has read this, or not this one, but this quite series wasn't a big fan, else. but don't tell him. He does, He probably listens all the time. We really hit it off yeah. when he was here. But. Yeah. Anyway, Sandy, what's up? The new novel from the best-selling author Alexander McCall Smith about Isabel Dalhousie, philosopher, moral sleuth, mother, wife, in which Isabel is called upon to help when a paternity question presents Uh-oh. more than meets the eye. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, that's also coming out in July, and we will certainly have that here in the collection. Finally, Edward Rutherford. Do you remember do Edward? Love you, my, my oh, love you. Was that that's the quiet side of that? <laughs> that's the quiet okay. side of that. Edward Rutherford, known for his sweeping historical novels, he did uh, New York and London. Yeah, there's another one. I can't remember. Paris. There's at least three. It might be actually. They're on my bookshelf right over there. All right, I'll be right back. Um, the new one is China by Edward Rutherford. Uh, China's a country. I know. Edward Rutherford, the internationally best-selling author of Sarum, London, New York, and Paris, turns his pen to the bustling modern behemoth that is China. Where's he going? Rome? A country full to the brim with a deep, beautiful, and sometimes violent heritage. Hmm. Set from the 1800s onward, Rutherford's beautiful novel explores the modern history of China with all the signature, authenticity, and interlacing personal stories that make him one of the most beloved authors of all time. I've wanted to read his New York for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I just haven't right there new york maybe i'll do it next new york yeah that's uh, i was gonna say new york twice oh it's a thing oh, new okay. york new york oh i get it da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah okay uh, hey do you realize if we're episode 140 one 141 yes we've only got like 11 more episodes to go and then we have another anniversary <gasps> oh yeah august august yeah. was the start date when, when the beauty of this podcast the all beauty began. yeah when I, uh, August 21. When I finally opened up my library to you and said, all of this will be yours. Yeah. Willy Wonka style. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Willy why Wonka don't you tell us what's... Uh... <laughs> okay. What why don't you? you tell us what's on the New York Times bestseller Have you list? read any of those books, by the way? The Rome, Beauty and the Beast. The Parrot, <laughs> Paris and No, that's London. what I'm saying. I want to read them. Okay. I like sweeping historical epics. You do. Though you didn't like the way the last one you were reading ended. What was it? Uh, Fall of Giants. Mm, the, the Fuller trilogy. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of low stakes. The Winds of Winter. No, that's a, that's uh, <laughs> uh, Winter of the World. Winter of the winter World. Winter of the World. It's called. Yeah. No, it's just because, and actually, uh, it, it's just because the first one is World War One. The uh-huh. second one is World War Two, and then you just get to the Cold War, and it's uh-huh. just not that yeah. nothing happens. You want a Vietnam it's the Cold War. Well, you were like Nixon the other pushing ones, for Vietnam. The other ones were like really, really high stakes situation. And the Cold War is more just sort of mm-hmm. the aftermath and the next generation kind of living their lives. And it just, it's hard to end on a much more low stakes mm-hmm. situation. Okay. But those, that's a great series, which I've said hundreds of times. All right. So tell us what's on the New York Times bestseller list. New York Times bestseller list for hardcover nonfiction. I'll give you a hint. It's very political this month. Ooh. This week. Oh, the last week of april so maybe april is just a political month maybe may will be less so yes. maybe may 
less politics, Maybe. more frolics. Frolics. <laughs> more frolics. <laughs> Number 10, Common Obama expression. by Peter Souza. Number nine, Make Trouble by Cecily Richards with Laura Peterson. Number eight, God Save Texas. Uh, oh, number eight is tied with number seven. I'll be gone in the We've dark. We've got ourselves a horse race, folks. Yeah, well, that because of Texas? Just because they're tied. Okay. It's neck and neck. I'll it's be gone biter. in the dark. Michelle McNamara, the late true McNamara. crime journalist. Oh, yes, we were. Okay. Number six, this, Educated. This is about the... Uh, the Golden State Killer, the one uh, that they just yeah just caught, know, just caught yeah allegedly the alleged, sure yeah yeah but yeah that's what that's about yeah late wife of Patton Oswald, book was published posthumously oh right yeah. hmm uh all right go on so I guess I can finally stop accusing you he's only the alleged <laughs> oh my gosh dark <laughs> uh, FBI please do not listen to that. <laughs> Uh, number six, educated by Tara Westover. Uh, that is something Nick isn't. How dare you? No, he's very educated. How he's very well read you? and well spoken. If you can't tell on this podcast, number I, five, good talk. <laughs> number five, I, ast- I good talk. Astrophysics for people in a hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. I feel like he just did something lately. Oh, he just complained about awesome or something. Uh, I'm using the word awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number four, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf. Number three, Russian Roulette by Michael Isaacoff and David Korn. And it's spelt corn like the vegetable. It's like the corn, like yeah. candy corn. Yes. Well, sure. <laughs> Number two. Oh, you mean vegetable corn. Yeah. Okay. Vegetable corn. That's what you say. Vegetable corn or yeah. candy corn. Would you corn? like vegetable you corn on the cob? Yeah. Or would you or like candy like, corn Would in you like bowl? corn with that? I'm like vegetable or corn. <laughs> and then it, the answer varies wildly. Yeah. Whether I want it or not. Number two, fascism, a warning by Madeline Albright and Bill <laughs> Woodward. You're a bit late. Jeez. Number one, A Higher Loyalty by James Comey. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. How was, was his birthday party, by the way? Underwhelmed. His birthday party? Yeah, that you went to. They had to put the candles on a giant table because the man's <laughs> seven foot tall. All he right. tried to blow him out and passed out so far <laughs> away from them. <laughs> wow. James Comey humor is really, yeah. really killing Now's it right the now. time. Now's yeah. the time. Hey, so. If not now, when? <laughs> we're on the uh, New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. We're back to fiction. Okay. All right. This is adult fiction. Mm. Number 15, I thought I just mentioned because it's debuting at number 15. Thank you. Star Wars Last Shot. Yeah. By Daniel Jose Older. I've got this in my hand right now. I was going to read it before I started. Landel Carizian seeks it's help Lando. from Lando. What'd I say? Landel. I said Lando. You didn't. Landel Carizian seeks help from Han mm. Solo to elude Fizine Gore's assassins. Mm. Uh, I thought it was interesting because this is at 15, but a lot of the Star Wars have been topping like three. It's almost like people just are not excited about the new Han Solo wave. Okay. Yeah. Seems like that. I'm going to read it. The Han Solo it's got wave. a reversible cover, so that's something. Oh, yeah. You love reversible One way covers. it's Lando, one way it's on. Yeah. You, you're going to read that while wearing your reversible hoodie. Yeah. One side is Looney Tunes. You flip it over, it's just Taz. Yeah. So. Yeah. Straight up Taz. Taz from Tasmania, though. It's got yeah. the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 10, The Great Alone by Kristen Hannah. Not Hannah. Not, nope. Hannah. Hannah. Uh, 11 weeks on the list, but now it's down to 10. And it's tied with number 9, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. Good book. Are you asking? I recommend. Oh, okay. I give it my stamp of recommendation. Everything still sounds like a question. Like, you're like, I recommend? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> number 8, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. This is stayed in like the number eight yeah. spot this whole time yep. it just never goes up it's a dark horse never goes down yeah dark like, horse. like a black beauty yep that's what that's a horse yep i know mickey rooney told me 
What? It's, it's immaterial. Go on. <laughs> number seven, Cersei by Madeline Miller. So it's down from number one? Yeah, it debuted at number one. I'm still puzzled by it. I don't know what it well, is. Well, now it's at number seven. Cersei casting her magic to make yeah. it number one. Nice. Hey, did you hear that Neil Gaiman is taking over as showrunner for the American Gods TV show? No, that show has had a troublesome production. Yeah, it has. And that's why yeah. Neil Gaiman's like, step aside, I, Neil Gaiman, shall take over. Yeah. Is he British? Yes. Step aside. I can't do it. Okay, so now, we're, you know, but I don't think he's Cockney. Yeah. So You're I right. Think... <laughs> I, I, I guess that's just what I do. It's my right. go-to. Number six, Little Fires Everywhere yeah. by Celeste NG. Do I say NG? Yeah, I think so. Or do I go, I Please don't do that. Okay. Number five, The Female Persuasion by Meg Wolitzer. Reddit. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. Mm. I read it pretty quickly. You're gonna but I was so dumb next year sick. when this wins all the awards. I didn't say it was bad. All right, number four. I've got my eyes on it's you. Slice of life. Uh-huh. Let me just say that. Yeah. The situation of the female persuasion uh-huh. is that it's sort of like here are people and here's what happened to oh, those people. Go on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's like there's a big like aha moment, and mm-hmm. there's really not. It's more just sort of like here's where things go. I bet you didn't expect that. <laughs> mm. So. Okay. I think if you know that going in, you'll probably have a better time. So that's my public service announcement. Okay. Uh, I've got my eyes on you at number four, Mary Higgins Clark. So not the Golden State Killer. Nope. Not a killer in general. Nope. A killer. Just of, just killing it in the press. Yeah, killing it in the press. Yeah. Uh, and killing the press that gets too close. Whoa. <laughs> in the next, Mary Higgins Clark. <laughs> number three, Noir. Good job. Thank you. By Christopher Moore. Really pronounced the heck out of that word. Yeah, noir. Yeah. In the summer of 1947, a woman and an Air Force general attract the attention of a San Francisco bartender while a suspicious flyer flying object is spotted near the coast. Was that like Mad Libs? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really sound very no. noir. Oh, no. I'm an Air Force general. And I've mm. attracted the eye of a bartender. Yeah. Come with me, my friend. Yeah. What's that flying over there? Is it a plane? <laughs> the end. <laughs> Number two, After Anna by Lisa Scottaline. A woman marries a widower and reunites with her teenage daughter who is murdered soon after. Yes. And the husband is put on trial for it. I remember this from the advance notices. Yeah. Good times. All right. Number one, The Fallen by David Baldacci. Mm. Amos Decker, known as the Memory Man. Memory Man. Puts his talents towards solving a string of murders in Rust Belt Town. In a Rust Belt Town. In a Rust Belt Town. Yeah. In a Rust Belt yeah. Town. Do, do you know who killed this guy? Let me remember. Yes. I, last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have come to kill this man. Not, not if Akos and I can oh, stop no, you. We, must... we knew you'd come to a no, Rust Belt Town. This man's memory will be my undoing. Yes. <laughs> not a big Beldachi fan over here. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't guess, like him. guess we picked that up. Tried so hard. But he's I the picked, memory man. Oh, I know. And he's he's one of our top, probably our top, our, you know, this library. Yeah. David Baldacci is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. But I've tried several times and yeah. I just don't like his writing. All of May will be Baldacci month. I think it's a little bit. And this is a bold oh, decision uh-huh. I'm making here okay. by announcing that I think it's kind of bad. Ooh. His writing is kind of bad, I think. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. It's a secret adventure. Don't tell. It's a secret. Okay. That was it. That, that was, was number, number one. one. David Baldacci. All right. Take yeah. it away, Ben. Time for the awards. Mm, Sure is. Did you catch that from the song? A little. That's what he was just saying. Well, a few, I don't know, months, I guess, at this point back, we told you all of the nominees for the Edgar Awards. 
I feel like this is one of those ones that still has like the Hugo Awards <laughs> still has some street cred, right? You know, I feel like it's one of the awards where like even if you don't really follow them mm-hmm. and you don't really like know the criteria, if you're like a mystery fan or something, you're like, oh hey, this guy won the Edgar Award. You're like, oh wow, mm. you know what I mean? I think it just has that level yeah. of like recognition and yeah. people know well, I'm, I'm supposed to care about that yeah. so that guy that just found out Good about news. the Edgar award is the same guy who's he's always that surprised when he reads these mysteries oh is he whenever you reveal the killer oh the butler <laughs> yeah he's like oh what? wow oh my gosh he was oh, in the wow. guy's employ oh wow. that was his employer how's he gonna get his paycheck he's like out of a job <laughs> i just don't even where's yeah. this coming yeah, from don't kill your employer because you'll oh, have to find new gosh. work anyway that's the moral of the story. The 2018 Edgar Awards. So there's a lot here. Who so would have could, thought we'd see this? Who would have thought? After all these who years. Who would have thought? But you can find all of these at theedgars.com. Uh-huh. You can find all the nominees and information about all of them. Today, we are going to be focusing on the winners. So winners. You know what? I say Ooh. we start at the bottom and save the best winner for last. Since we've been talking about Mary Higgins Clark, mm-hmm. let's do the Mary Higgins Clark Award. Now, as we've learned in past years... The Mary Higgins Clark Award basically is uh, for the book that sort of follows the Mary Higgins Clark format. So they're not really super violent. Mm-hmm. They're not sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually it's about a strong woman kind of making her way. The only um, way she knows. No, the only way she knows how. The only way she knows how. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just yeah. That's the Dukes of Hazard. That's <laughs> not really applicable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this year, the winner of this went to the Widow's House by Carol Goodman. Do Congratulations, you have, Carol. Do you have any information on the, on the Widow's House? Do you you have wanted a, me to have information on information? everybody. Well, that's okay. I yeah. thought you just wanted. If that's fine. No, it, that's no, fine. I've Carol it, Goodwin. I've got it right here in front of me. Uh, her obituary says, what? I found the wrong Carol Goodwin. Okay. <laughs> the chilling novel from the best-selling award-winning Goodman. author of The Lake of Dead mm. Languages blends the gothic allure of Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good Hitchcock movie. Yes. Uh, and the crazed undertones of Charlotte Perkins Gilman's The Yellow Wallpaper with the twisty, too many, contemporary yep. edge of A.S.A. Harrison's The Silent Wife, mm. a harrowing tale of psychological suspense in New York's Hudson Valley. She wrote The Metropolitans, which is a juvenile book. Oh, okay. So that we yeah, have I mean, in our it's collection. Not a, it's not a name that I'm really familiar with. I don't it's, think I've... Well, The Metropolitans, I remember getting like a push. I don't think I've come across it. I feel like before. I recognize The Sonnet Lover. Okay. So... And I don't know if that's a lover who writes sonnets or somebody mm. who just loves sonnets. Yeah. yeah. Is that a sonnet? A well, I'm a sonnet a lover. a question for the ages. We'll never know. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's the Lake see. of Dead Languages. I see some of this stuff sounds familiar. What are you talking about now? Oh, her other work. Yeah, Carol okay. But Yeah, I didn't recognize it. Maybe she's... Uh, Maybe she's breaking out big in a big way mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. big year. Are you up to date on the TV show Fargo? I'm not watching anymore, Fargo. I I've only watched season one. Just My season wife one. wife started. Okay. Season that one, the episode, the yeah. TV episode teleplay. Somebody to love. Fargo. Yep. Did it beat anything I watched? No. Um, wow. Yeah, Law & Order SVU gets nominated? Still made it. That's impressive, still I guess. Still made or it. Or not. You yeah, haven't seen any of those. I've only seen like one or two episodes of Law & Order SVU. Yeah. What about Lock Ness? Not a fan. Nope. Don't know anything it's about it. It's on Acorn TV. Oh, well. You know, that TV's going to grow into a mighty oak. <laughs> All right, let's talk young Top adult, buddy boy. What do okay. we got? Oh, we're going up the list. You're right. Straight up, like a reverse Santa. Yeah, the reverse Santa is what it's called. <laughs> or the Paul Abdul. 
<laughs> what? Straight up. That's her big hit. Uh, oh, I'm the only one who knows Paul Abdul's big hit. Yeah, you're a cold-hearted what's, snake. What's the one where she dances with the uh, Cheetos cat? Oh, uh, yeah. Two, <laughs> steps, two steps forward. Yeah. I take two steps forward. Opposites track. Okay. Yeah. Oh, whew. Uh, the winner of the Edgar Award for Young Adult was Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. And I'm glad we did this list again because I got to remember to read The Impossible Fortress because that seemed funny. Um, so I want to read it. But Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Um, I'm not sure how this is a mystery, but this is the one about the boy that's uh, in the elevator ride as he's going to seek revenge. Mm. And so I think he like re- uh, retrospects his life. I see. Well, uh, in the elevator. I mean, that... Edgar Awards, of course, named for Edgar Allan Poe. And that, yeah. That's sort of Poe-esque, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's sort of... Oh, you know what? There's also a telltale heart in the elevator. That'll do it. Yeah. Every time that'll do it. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. He's digging up the floor. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Jason Reynolds has been writing for a while. He uh, he just wrote the Spider-Man... Uh, Miles Morales. Miles Morales yeah. book. Yeah, that not a fan. Had a lot of play. Yeah. You know? You just don't like Spider-Man. Yeah, that must be that must be it. Now Nick Spider-Man. loves Spider Man. I do love Spider Man. Um, his favorite Spider Man is the one who was played by one of the Van Trapp kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Hammond, yeah. the 1970s live action Spider Man TV show. Yeah, that's for me. It peaked. <laughs> that's for me. It peaked. Man. That's yeah. it. That's everybody it. has their yep. their hero. Yep. And Nicholas yep. Hammond is yours. Yep. I like my Spider Man in a gritty 70s TV show where he's 38 years old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which fan trap kid was he? Uh. Kurt? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. He wasn't the one that sang you were 13 going... Oh, I guess that wasn't a Van Trapp. No. That was a Nazi. That's Rolf and Liesel who sang that together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, whew. I always... I was so sad when I aged out of that role because mm. I always wanted to sing that song. Yeah. I played Captain Von Trapp when I was in 11th grade. <laughs> I don't know. Why does that make you upset? Uh, I don't know. It's a boring part to play. Captain Von Trapp? I probably should have played Max, Maria. But, you know, and I did have a crazy crush on that girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Nothing ever came of it. Well, you know. Yeah. Was not meant to be. Yeah. What do you do with a crush like Maria? Yeah. That you had yeah. on her. Sure. All right. Okay. It made sense. You're right. What do you do with the problem? You're right. Coincidentally, she played Mary Jane Watson in the... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. That's funny. She didn't. I said it was funny. Yeah. Thank you. So anyways, yes, Jason Reynolds has won. Um, I probably need to read Long Way Down and The Impossible Fortress. Uh, the Hate You Give also made this list. Which mm-hmm. I it's a mystery of... why it made the list. Yeah, I'm not sure. Cause is that the mystery of which no. you were teasing early on? No. Is it? No. Is it? No, it's not a mystery. Look I just... me in the eye. It's not a mystery. Look me in the eye. I just found some neat news. Look me in the eyes. Yeah. Is it? No. Okay. Uh, with juvenile. Best juvenile. All right. Continuing going straight up the list. Yep. Straight up now. Tell me, do you really want to love me forever? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that, oh, too long. Yeah, too I long. That one. Copyright. The winner is Vanished. Oh no! Let's find it. James Ponty. Hello. So oh, yes, it's James a regular Ponty, Ponty scheme. Wrote, right? framed, and now vanished. Uh, these are middle school grade mystery series. Mm-hmm. He also wrote these. Uh, wrote the Dead City books, which I hadn't heard of. We but built Dead City. Let's bow, let's look bow, at some bow. of the other stuff he's okay. written. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. He wrote the junior novelization for Race to Witch Mountain, starring The Rock. <laughs> How have I not read that? He read. I love the Witch Mountain movies. He re- the classic ones, uh-huh. I love them. Yeah. The second one's weird. Uh-huh. The first one's great. Okay. The Rock, okay. All right. The original kids show up in cameos in the bar. The junior novelization for Sorcerer's Apprentice. The Nick Cage movie. Yep. Wow. He wrote the junior novelization for Prince of Persia. <laughs> oh. And on Strange Tides. Wow. Hold on. Pirates. We're not done. He okay. did some of the Camp Rock books. He did 
Sight, which is a that's so Raven Junior novelization. Like you're, you're giving this guy no, the gears. No, here, here's where it gets here's where it gets real cool. Okay, he wrote not one but two Junior novelizations for <laughs> the mysterious files of Shelby Wu. Oh, he worked on Shelby Wu novels. Old school. Uh, that's the Green Monster. Old school. Did he write any Alex Mack? Because there's a chance history he did that. mystery. Okay. Uh, no, he wrote for uh, Alan Strange. Do you remember Alan Strange? Yeah, he He's also the wrote the, the Santa Claus 3, the Escape yeah. Clause. Yep. <laughs> Don't Camp, miss that. Camp Rock, sure. Uh, and uh, G-Force. That's the guinea pig movie. So, <laughs> Look, I know I'm laughing, but I feel like you're being very mean to this person no! who just won an Edgar Award <laughs> I was so by saying, like, author of the Camp Rock novelization. That's not... <laughs> I was so excited to find out that this guy wrote that is not the what he Shelby Wu novels. Did you, you? Shelby Wu is before or after your time? I was a little too old. Yeah, it's I never after watched Shelby Wu. Okay. Ghost Rider, absolutely. Yeah. Alex Mack, uh-huh. one of my first crushes. Yeah. Yeah, but Shelby Wu was great. Shelby Wu was a great show. And I, th- I remember at the end, they'd be like, they'd put the clues in a box. You'd be like, who would do it? Mm. They were always stuff like, yeah, who? What I'm hearing is yeah. we should do a Shelby Wu rewatch podcast where you know all about it, and I'm seeing it for the first time. <laughs> You're seeing Shelby Wu for the Listeners, first time. Listeners, if you like this idea, you tweet us. You, is that what you say? Do you say tweet us? so jealous of at you. Me. Like, Nick's seeing Shelby Wu for the first yeah. time. I yeah. wish I could forget so I could see it again. Yeah. I know. So uh, I don't need that kind of pressure. In my anyways, life, I just thought it was inter- like when I typed in other books by him, I was like, is that a Shelby Wu book? Yeah. And then it opened up this whole list of uh, Escape to Witch Whoa, Mountain. Oh, Saved by the Bell, the new class novelization. Nice. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't write that. Oh, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's stop giving the, I'm not, I wasn't trying to give this guy the well, gears. Well, you gave him the gears, so I, <laughs> there's no taking it back yeah. now. So he won this year for Vanish. Yes. I think uh, somebody vanished. Uh, from looks like band practice. Oh boy. Okay. So that's usually. Bad. I thought that was a bit, and I was like, the humor vanished out of that. No, but you were just trying to awkwardly tell the nice. story. All right. Uh, best critical and biographical story. What? Chester B. Himes, mm-hmm. a biography by Lawrence P. Jackson. Do you know who that is? A mysteryography. I I guess. Um, Who's Chester B. Himes? Do you know? Uh, yeah. I know Johnny B. Good. Well, Sorry he's his that. cousin. Okay, he wrote the Harlan Cycle series. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty prolific author here, I see. Go on. Yeah, Harlan Cycle is his main series. Yep. That's not one that I'm familiar with. I'm going to have to go back and check it out now. Yeah. Uh, all right, take it away. Best fact crime. Best fact crime. You planned this. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage, count, uh, the Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran. It won. Won for Best Fact Crime. You liked it. I did like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, The Road to Jonestown, Jim Jones and People's Temple. I just listened to a podcast about him. Pretty spooky. That's, you know, Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Everybody drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Um, spooky times. Spooky times. So, yeah, uh, Kills of the Flower Moon was pretty good. I suppose Scorsese's working on a movie or some sort, at least producing, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was depressing. But it wasn't as I I remember reading it and like I'm not gonna enjoy myself reading it, but it it wasn't as uh, gruesome as I thought it was going to be. Okay. So, but it was still yeah, it was good. Our winner for best paperback original. So this is I don't know I guess this is a somewhat new genre. Um, mm-hmm. The you know the the non standard size paperbacks. Now who's ones. giving gears to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> some people just some people just gravitate right to these. Yeah, I happen to be married to one who's much more likely to pick up like a paperback like this mm-hmm. over a hardcover. 
And it used to be sounds sort like of a like, lack of protein. Like maybe she doesn't have the so. arm strength yeah. to pick up a hardcover. But you know, until not that long ago, it was uh-huh. sort of like paperback original. Ooh, couldn't cut yeah. it in the big leagues, could you? Yeah. And now it's just kind of its own mm-hmm. thing, which I think is very cool. Yeah. We get quite a few of these in the collection. We've in fact ordered this one already. <gasps> and the winner for best paperback original is The Unseeing <sighs> by Anna Mazzola. That's pretty scary. That it is. W- it's a scary tire. Unseeing. You say it's a scary tire? Yeah, I did, but I meant title. <laughs> the covers, because I was looking at the cover, which is also a little spooky. It is a little spooky. So you can check that out very soon. She's the Unseen. Do you recognize any of these lists? I mean, any of these books. I remember She Rides Shotgun. I remember, mm. I think we ordered that when it came out. That was one that looked interesting. Man, to I me. like riding shotgun. No, I'm sorry. I jumped up a category. No, none of, none of these. <laughs> okay. None of these do I recognize. All right. Well, there we go. Best first novel. She Rides Shotgun. Yay! By Jordan Harper. Yeah, that, I remember. We ordered that right when it came out. Given the choice, I also ride shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So this is a debut. This is not your, your top Yeah, these are the this best is... first novels. It's a, good, it's a good start. Yeah. It's a good start to win the Edgar begin Award. Begin your mystery career yeah. as a, you know, the best first yeah. novel Edgar winner. Dark uh, Chapter. Alex Berenson, for example. Ooh. Yeah. Dark Chapter, Lola, Tornado Weather, and Idaho were the runner-ups. So okay. those are, if you're looking for new mystery authors, yeah. if, you f- if you find your current mystery to be... Yeah, I know what I said. <laughs> what I know what I said. World. I know. <laughs> That's not the way you say mystery. <laughs> okay. Why don't you go s- read your f- new tire? Oh, <laughs> so. Wow. Bit. There's a lot of bitterness in that. A lot of bitterness <laughs> built up. Your brain is broken. All right. The best novel, mm. according to the Edgars. So let's not... Let's not get right. crazy. I recognize one of these. Do you? Yes. Uh, the one I recognize is The Twelve Lives of Samuel Hawley. That's what I recognize. Yeah, so I ordered it. Oh. <laughs> uh, the winner this year is Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. Um, Attica, Attica. This, again, this is not an author that I'm really familiar with. I've seen some of their other work uh, just sort of around. I'm not I was thinking. like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's but not Attica. What is it Al Pacino yells? What? What does Al Pacino yell? Hua? In his movie? Not Hua. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's Attica. Where he's like, re- at the store, he's like, Attica, Attica. I don't know. Okay. I believe you. What movie's Dog that Day, from? Dog Day Afternoon? I haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, Dog Day Afternoon. I haven't seen it. Greatest film I've scene. seen Serpico. Not great. I don't think he yells Serpico. Not very good. Serpico, Serpico. Serpico. And then, right, yeah, so, he started yelling hua. Again, the winner is Bluebird, Bluebird by Attica Locke. Yeah. So we have, if we didn't have the winners already, and in some cases we did, we, we they are on the way. So you can uh-huh. get these and more here at the David A. Howe Public Library. And do as always, if we don't have them, we'll find them for you. Do you read and these? that's a promise. Ah. Um, not as a rule. You I don't, mean, if, you if don't they, use the Edgar Awards as your compass? If they interest me, I'll pi- I'll pick them up. Okay. I was actually kind of more Bold. interested in Prussian Blue uh-huh. uh, by Philip Kerr, one of the other nominees. That's because your favorite color is blue. Yeah, maybe. <gasps> Just like that song. That's his song? Yeah, the song was like, No, my favorite color is blue. Because he's sad? Is I it a country western really, song? No. Do you want to line dance? It's a weird song. No, you're not going to line dance. What's with that orange shirt you got on? It's, I'm wearing a black polo. Yeah, so you're just kind of Halloween. Yeah. It's not a criticism. Just curious. I just... You were like, I want to be like a little pumpkin man. <laughs> That's not what I thought. Yes, I just, it is. I just know orange and black look good together. All right. You're right. They do. Hmm. And that's coming straight from the reverse pumpkin. Yeah. That's your rapper name. The reverse pumpkin? The reverse what is that? Pumpkin? An apple? Well, it's because you have just a triangle of orange and the rest of your shirt is black. Right. Whereas a yeah. pumpkin yeah. is the reverse of that. Halloween is If you were dressed a like a pumpkin, you'd be a reverse, reverse pumpkin. <laughs> Halloween's the spirit that you live in. Yeah. Wow. Like, every, it just Halloween doesn't just have to be October. I mean, Not it's mainly nothing. October. That's a good book title. 
Hall- I could see that winning the Edgar Award. What? Halloween's, Halloween's the spirit you live in. Yeah. It's not Halloween set, but yeah. the name draws you in. Oh, yeah. So Probably should say in Halloween, though. Otherwise, you get people mad at you. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. You think people are going to be like, wow, this didn't have anything to do with Halloween? Yeah, I mean, probably a publisher would be like, people are going to think it's a Halloween book. <laughs> right. You know. Okay. Anyway. You decide. That's between, I couldn't you, write and, mystery. That's between you and your editor. I, I could not. I couldn't even like do a fake mystery, I yeah. feel like. I, don't well, I guess I did either. with that father thing, but I didn't that's have true. anything to back it up. Yeah. Nothing. Um, like whenever somebody's, I, I don't know, whenever I think like, oh, I should write a mystery. It's just like, how? How yeah. do you do this in a way that everyone's not going to know instantly? You know, I'd have that mustache twirling bad guy in the background like, hmm, a knife. I wonder who left that there. Yeah. No prince in my house, you know, and you yeah. know it's him. I would. So, yeah, absolutely. Anyway. All right. Edgar Awards. Yeah. Are you going to read the juvenile winner, do you think? Vanished? Uh, no, but I might read Long Way Down. Okay. The Impossible Fortress. So. Impossible Fortress was a nominee. Yes. Okay. By cool. Jason. All right. Reynolds? No. Jason Reynolds? No, that was Long Way Down. Oh, that's why. Impossible Fortress is Jason Rekulik. Okay. Raccoon. Yeah, raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, any uh, book? Any library news that you'd like to share? Uh, the teen photo show is going on. Sure is. By the time, so by the time this is out, the winners will have been announced. Ooh, exciting! You can come and see who won People's Choice and Director's Choice. We'll and we'll give you a rundown next week. photography too. and the one that starts with record out, outstanding director's award. Outrageous. Don't forget director's award. Yeah, yeah. Thought I said that. Uh, don't forget. Uh huh. This is our biggest entry ever. 111 photos. Yeah. It's totally great. 111. Sorry, I said totally. Next but year, I want to put a dash from all that. around. Oh, wait. No, you Students don't. from all around the yeah. county. Yeah. All over the place. Allegheny County. Yeah. Specifically. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, our next concert is May 17th. We have Arco Iris. They do Brazilian uh, Latin music. Ooh. So we're pretty excited about that. They're new to the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Never been here before. It's always Ooh. fun to get some new blood in. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Of course, our regular slate of movies. We're showing The Greatest Showman. May 4th. 3.30. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the superhero party coming up, which your kids May can sign up 12th. for. And then we're showing uh, DC Lego, The Flash. Yeah. Right after that. So yeah. sign up for the... Is that uh, the subtitle? Besides it's so DC? long. No, it's yeah. like... It's like Lego DC Lego colon DC superheroes colon the Flash and then nothing like yeah Frozen Caper no nothing like okay. that. Frozen Caper. I like that though thanks uh, so our regular slate right, of movies so. the book clubs continue to go on we're just finishing up uh, one we're going to be starting a new one we're going to be starting Nine Lives by Wendy Corsi Staub because guess what what she's going to be here in August whoa and the Patron Picks Book Club is currently reading The, the Glass, Glass Castle House. by Glass Castle. Is it Glass? No, I don't even know. Glass, Glass, Glass Castle. Glass Castle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By Jeanette Walls. So because Brie Larson's coming here. She is. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. No, she's none of them. I'd hang out with Woody Harrelson. I got yeah. kind of a deranged intensity, but yeah, I've told you he scares. He scares me. Yeah, you never you know never if know. he's gonna hug you or snap your neck in half. I prefer if he was the Cheers uh-huh. Woody Harrelson. Then I'd be like, yeah, totally, let's hang yeah. out. So yeah. the Ebbing's Missouri Woody Harrelson. I don't. It's a lot. He was nice. It's a lot. He's a lot. He wasn't the worst. He wasn't. All right. Anything else for the good of the All the Book Show podcast? It was a lot. <laughs> well, uh, no. Oh, that was gross. Okay. What? Uh, gross. And on that long extended ah, we're going to close shops. We'll see you next week. Uh.